This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. I am fired up to be with you, and I, I, I just am so pumped about today's interview with Danny Woodhead. Because Danny, he was one of my favorite players when he played in the NFL. And now what he's doing with his podcast, and it's called Out of Nowhere. And and just what he shares with us today is extremely encouraging. And let me just say this. He's very real, raw, says it like it is. He just doesn't hold back. He just doesn't hold back, I, I guess, is the is the bottom line. And I appreciate that about him. And I think you'll you'll love hearing the truth that he speaks and, and just his love for Jesus comes across as very genuine. And and so, you know, think about his career. He he played college football at Shadron State. I think I said that right. Then he was signed by the Jets as an undrafted free agent back in 08. Then he ends up in New England. Then he ends up with the San Diego Chargers, and he wrapped up his career with the Baltimore Ravens. But he was able to carve out a, a, a great role, you know, a good receiving running back out of the backfield to be a part of those, you know, Tom Brady Patriots teams. That was huge, and and so you're, you're going to love just how down to earth Danny is. And what's cool about him is I don't think if you saw him or you'll hear him today, like you would never think that he was an NFL player. But that's what makes him so relatable and down to earth. And that's what we like here at Unpacking It. Humble guys, that's what we're about. So we try to try to get them as, as often as we can. Sometimes it's hard. You don't know until you get into it. But, but man, when we get the, the humble guests, it, it goes a long way. So we will get to him in just a moment. But I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. My wife and I, Jody, we have been MetaShare members for over five years, and MetaShare continues to be an affordable and effective way to pay for healthcare. MetaShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. Text the word UNPACK to the number 201201. That's 201201. Just put the word unpack in the body of the text, and then you will get uh, a link back to you, and it'll be metashare.com slash unpacking it, and you'll be able to find out some information about MetaShare and figure out if it's the right fit 
for you and your family and greatly appreciate MediShare's partnership here on Unpacking It. All right, stick around. At the end of the conversation with Danny, I'll, I'll add a few more thoughts and, and a few more takeaways, but you're going to love it. Stick around for the whole thing. There's so much good stuff. So here we go. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us on the MetaShare guest line, former NFL running back Danny Woodhead. So thrilled to have him back on unpacking it. Danny, great to see you. How are you? I'm doing good, man. You're doing really good. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Excited for the the new year and, and excited for the the NFL playoffs. And so we got to talk about all of that. And and so the uh, the first season with 18 games that wrapped up last weekend. Very exciting. So what is your excitement level for the playoffs that begin this weekend? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, anytime it gets to playoff time, I mean, it obviously brings back some memories, some really good memories, obviously some other ones where there are a few years I wasn't even in the playoffs, yep. but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just an exciting time. I enjoy it still. Like that's one of my favorite times of the year is playoff football. I mean, cause you know, everything that um, goes into the season and then you're you're at the pinnacle of the playoffs and it's winter go home so i i love it i i i remember those times and yeah it's just a, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of i mean that's why you play the game is to have a champion at the end of the day and that's why it's enjoyable man you're, you're it's to it's a time where it's like winter go home we'll see what you got that's it so who do you uh like in regards to who do you root for and and then who do you who do you kind of expect to to make a deep run. You know, it's one of those things now. Um, it's, it's players, players that I've played with, or, or maybe coaches. I obviously, I really enjoy Tom Brady because what, I mean, playing with him and, and what he's been able to do. And then um, Nick Sirianni with the Eagles, I was good buddies with him when I was in San Diego. So that I have that uh, Frank Reich, but then unfortunately the Colts didn't make it. Oh. Uh, yeah devastating uh, that was brutal and then the pats I, I follow the pats because i mean i was there and then uh then there's just different players that i really enjoy i mean i enjoy watching but also like i really enjoy like mm. i love the raiders because i love Derek carr i love hunter renfro yes and yeah. i mean i mean just for obviously two for what they stand for as human beings oh yeah i i and then I love their games, but I, I love more than anything what they stand for. All right. Well, I, I know everybody's been talking about it all week long, but I might as well ask you about it too. The, the final game of the season, you know, your, your former team, the Chargers, you mentioned the Raiders, the Raiders pull it out. What, what did you make of that game, the outcome, and, and even just kind of the fallout from it? You know, it's funny. We talked about this on, um, on our podcast, the one that I have with Matt Slauson called Out of Nowhere. And yeah. He said, what he mentioned, he was like, I was more proud of the NFL than I have in a long time. Hmm. Because neither team folded. They could have both tied. And even in overtime, they could have just said, hey, we made it this far. We, we acted like we competed, right? But they said, no, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play for to win. And, I mean, the rivals, so they don't want to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. 
That's right. Um, so I, I really, I, I really, I don't want to say it gave us some hope, but like for anything that's right, wrong, whatever with professional sports mm. or people think, oh, that's rigged, that's rigged. It's like something was clearly not rigged in that game. <laughs> they were competing and I don't know. It's just, it's like they wanted to beat the team in front of them and that's how it should be. That's right. I, I found myself watching the game and because it was so tight thinking to myself, wait, are they trying to rig this? Are they, and it's just like, no, it's impossible. They can't do it. It's right. just that good of a game. It was amazing. Like, you, can't write, you can't write this stuff. You can't make it up. It, can't, it just doesn't work that way. So as a fan, I, I, I loved it. Um, well, is there a team going into the playoffs that you feel like, all right, they're the best, they're the team to beat. Of course, you know, Packers, Titans are the, the one seeds. Are, are those the two that, that you feel uh, the best about? I mean, I think that you got to feel good about the Packers because anyone that's depending on haven't looked at the weather and the, you know, the farmer's almanac, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things. If it is colder, I've, I've never been one to say like, Oh, well, they're not used to it or whatever, but there is something about having home field advantage and the Packers have played in a lot of games at their place. Right. And Aaron's playing as good as about anyone or better than anyone. Um, so it's kind of tough. I mean, you'd say, yeah, Packers, easy. To, but there's so many teams that are really good. Like if, yeah. if the Rams get clicking again on offense, they're dangerous. The Bucks, like, I guess, like, let's maybe not question Tom Brady anymore. Let's just let him play the game and see what happens. And and that's kind of where I'm at with the NFC. And then there's, I mean, you, the Cardinals can still win. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they, they can easily find a way in. Then you go to the AFC. I mean, there's other teams in the NFC that can win too. But then you go the AFC. Like, yeah, I like the Titans. But then you have the Chiefs. They're starting to click. Um, and then there's just a bunch of other teams. Like, I thought the Colts would have been the scariest team to play. Me too. The if they would have snuck in, they would have been so dangerous. But, I mean, then you, then you just – I mean, you look at everyone else. Like, the Raiders are getting Waller back. You never know. They're finding ways to win in games they shouldn't win. I mean, there's just there's so many just teams that you're at. And then it's like, yeah, they haven't been very good all year, but I still wouldn't want to play Big Ben in the Steelers. I, I agree. I you agree. know what I'm saying? Like, there's just there's teams that you're like, dang, like I really wouldn't want to play them. I really wouldn't want to play them. And last year I didn't love it, but I'm actually happy they – now have seven teams. I yes, really, I, I, I think, it, I think it's great. And it's that buy is even that much more valuable now. So it's like, Hey, if you're not number one, well, that's on you. Unless the momentum, did you, did you experience that at all when you were playing, especially with the Patriots getting the buy and, and losing the momentum? Yeah. You know, I think there's something, maybe something to having some momentum, but it's like after a long season, I'll take that week off. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. I, hey, give me a week off to actually kind of feel my body, yep. you know, because the season's such a long, 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 long process. And it's like, just give me a chance to, like, debrief and, yep. and think think about what's going on. Um, if you're, like, if you get in, like, the Raiders, where they're clearly not, like, the most talented, you, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, let me keep playing because we, we have won four in a row. We found something. So I think it's just... It's just differences. Like if I'm the Packers, no, nah, I want that buy. 
Yeah. But if I if I'm if I'm a team that sneaks in and we're winning and we're hot, we're kind of dangerous right now. That's right. That's why we saw it with the New York Giants over the years making the yeah. making the run from the spot that they did. Um, well, so you mentioned Nick Sirianni, and to me, he's been one of the more intriguing stories in the Eagles, just the fact they got in the playoffs. I mean, who expected that? It was just kind of a, a wild situation. Even people, fans, just doubting them throughout the year, and here they are. And, and so I'm, I'm curious, too, just this week with coaches getting fired, and now we'll hear the new coaches that get hired in the next week or two. From your experience being in the NFL, why is it so hard for NFL franchises to pick the right coach and, and and how do coaches stand out and how does a coach like Nick Sirianni come in year one? And even though to many, he was kind of a unknown guy, a little bit of a surprise hire, uh, wasn't the big splashy hire, which fans love in other situations that like urban Meyer don't work out. Um, so I'm just kind of curious to just get your take on the whole coaching situation in the NFL. Yeah, I, th- I think it's tough. And I think you have to have a good, you have to have someone that's in charge that it's not about just making the splash hire. Sometimes the splash hire is the best hire. Sometimes it's not. And and it's one of those things. It's like, at the end of the day, if I'm hiring someone, which is hard to tell, but you have to be able to hopefully um, have a decent ability to like discern. But like, you need someone that, is going to be able to lead a group of men, right? At the end of the day, you have to, if, if you don't have a leader that can keep a group of men going in the same direction, th- that coaching hire will not work. You also need to, you need to have uh, someone hiring, whether it's the owner or general manager that also can say, I, I can't be a control freak. Mm. You, you have to let that person go do what they want. A lot of people don't understand, but when, when you have a head coach and you have a general manager, if you have a general manager that's like hiring them, it's like, yeah, I like this guy. Whatever. No, you guys need to be on the same page. Yeah. If you're not on the same page, it's not going to work. Because there's some general managers that say, next thing you know, they're like, hey, Bill, we'll just say Bill, not because of Bill Belichick. You need to play this guy. Mm-hmm. Or you need to play this guy. It's not going to work. No. If, if you have a general manager telling the head coach, you, you might as well just be the head coach, general manager. You, you know, like, and, 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 and that's the thing is like, you need a general manager that doesn't need the spotlight. And you need a head coach that'll do his job of leading men. Hey, general manager, select the players. Once you select the players, let me try to lead these men. That's right. That's right. Unless you're like the Bill Belichick's or whatever, where you're both. And, and, and you that's just have so some, rare. That's so rare. But if you are that, then fine. But we know that at the get go. Um, but you have to you have to be able to, and I think you have to be able to see through um, the excitement of things. Mm. You know, like, don't know Urban Meyer, but it didn't work out. There were a lot of excitement. It's like, hey, let's just hire him, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, then you have the Nick Sirianni where people don't know anything about him, whereas. Not, I didn't, I'm not saying I called it, but I said, I think this is a really good hire Hmm. because everywhere he's been, the quarterback's been very, very successful. Yeah. Look at, look at San Diego, even though he was a receivers coach at once, he was also a quarterback's coach, but then they moved to receivers coach because not that Phil didn't need someone to coach him, but like 
hey, we have more value at wide receiver for you. And but he was in that same the same offensive system. And then he went to Philly with Frank and thing or not Philly, Indy with Frank, sorry, and did amazing things with with quarterbacks there. Oh, all right, now I'm getting an opportunity. He's still running the same, not the same system, but the same belief system, um, the same type of culture. He's a guy that he first got a gig at Kansas City, I think, early, early on with I think Todd Haley under Pioli, the GM. So he yeah. has a little bit of the New England-ish like structure or culture. Like, hey, we're going to keep people accountable. We're going to do these things. And I think it's, yeah, people wanted to question him at first. But it's it's just like, oh, they're losing. Oh, we didn't have a splash hire. Let's get mad. Yeah. I know. Well, Philly fans, my family lives up there, so I get to hear about it all. They're nuts. <laughs> they're, you can't make them happy. They're, they're, they're never right. happy. That's for sure. They won a Super Bowl a few years ago. They, they're over it. It's, it's, yeah, it's I'd be gone. angry, too. That's right. That's right. Um, well, man, we, we love talking uh, football here on the show, but we also talk faith. And, and I, I do, I do want to encourage people to check out your podcast, uh, which is called Out of Nowhere. And you, you actually just posted on your, your Twitter feed, at Danny underscore Woodhead. And, and you, you really shared just incredible stories uh, about when you were injured and your approach while you were injured. And I want people to go watch that because I think it was really good. I could ask you about it again, but I, but you already did it and it was great. Yeah. And so go go watch that. You talked about being a being a light uh, in the midst of of being injured, and and it was really really encouraging. Uh, but there was one element that I wanted to talk a little bit more about, where you, you talked about making the effort with people that you interact with each day, and whether that's the the person person at the cashier or or whatever the at the cash register at the store and that kind of thing. Yeah. And to me. It's kind of like a cliche, uh, fluffy type topic, but I think it's, I'm passionate about it too, that it makes a difference in people's lives when we treat people just, just kindly with respect in the day-to-day, in the mundane, and the people that we bump into. I even think about people that we, you know, we're washing hands next to each other in the bathroom, just acknowledging that, hey, we're in this moment together. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you brought it up a little bit in your, in your video on your podcast, Out of Nowhere, uh, but, but just maybe unpack that a little bit, a little oh. bit further. Yeah, so I think the the biggest thing in my life, and I fail at it every day, Bryce. I really do. But we're put on this earth, obviously, to number one, I mean, hopefully, we know Jesus and know who he is. You know, have that personal relationship with him. Uh, talk with him every day. Like, that That's my goal, right? But then after that, we're supposed to shine that light that's basically in us, right? Well, yeah. he, he be, before he leaves, he dies, rises again, and, be, and, and he also says, you want me gone. Hmm. He says, it's going to be better for you when I'm gone. It's like, ah, wait a second, Jesus. Like, I don't think you know how unbelievable you are, do you? Like, you're doing miracles. Oh, you're, you're sick. Right. You're like an amazing human being. You didn't do anything wrong. But he says that. And it's like, what does he mean? Well, he's he, what he was saying is when he rose again, ascended into heaven, he says, you're getting my Holy Spirit. Mm. When Jesus is walking the earth and doing all those miracles, it's the people that were that went to him. Right. It's the people that went to him that got an experience like, holy crap, there's people just trying to touch his robe for healing. That's right. Like, first of all, that's unreal. 
but people are just reaching for that. But he says that you're, it's going to be, hey guys, it's going to be better when I'm gone. And what he's saying is you're going to get the gift of the Holy Spirit and you're getting the gift of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit living in you. So guess what? Actually, every single day, every single one of you gets, it's not just the people that live in um, this region. Otherwise we'd be in trouble in the United States because that was really far. Right. That's right. But when he left, he died and said, I'm leaving you with my Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit. So now we get to experience Jesus every single day. We get to experience the um, the creator of the universe every single day. So when we get that. Now, I, I'm living in 2022. And I have the Holy Spirit. I have Jesus living in me. The, the, yeah. That same that same Jesus that was. um you know, walking around healing people and, and preaching and, and, and speaking in parables and do it like that's living in me, the creator mm. of the universe. And why not share that? He says to go make disciples of all nations. And it's like, well, wait, that, that's what he's talking about. Mm. Our number one thing, we got to love the Lord with all our heart, right? After that, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go love others. Loving others doesn't always mean like, oh man, hey, hey stranger, let me give you a hug. That, does, that doesn't mean that. And sometimes it comes in the smallest form of say, maybe someone's walking in the grocery store and man, they are depressed and their life sucks is what they think. They're just walking. It's like, oh, I hate this. You know, it's wintertime. There's snow outside. I'm mad. Well, and then maybe there's someone, and, and maybe they don't know Jesus, but maybe there's someone else. Let's just say it's Bryce Johnson walking in the grocery store, but he has that Holy Spirit living inside of him. He has Jesus living inside of him, and he just if he just gives a nod or acknowledgement, maybe that's the one thing that that person needs that day to be like, wait a second, like someone noticed me. Mm. I'm actually seen. Maybe it's someone that's like, no one cares about me. I'm not seen by anyone. But wait, Bryce Johnson saw me. And you know what's cool is they don't know it, but because you have the Holy Spirit living in you, God sees them. Amen. Because you saw them, but really it's not Bryce seeing them. Mm. It's it's God seeing them. And if we if just think of like I screw up every day. Like I said, like I'm a I'm a butthole to people all the time, right? Hopefully not too much. But what I'm saying is like, if we could just do that and live with, you know, with uh, obviously we're going to mess up, but like with the Holy Spirit kind of working through us and shining a light, sometimes it's a nod, mm. you know, sometimes it's a, hey, how you doing? If it's someone that you haven't seen in a while and maybe they're, they're dealing with something, maybe, maybe someone in their family's sick. And it's like, hey, how you doing? And usually they don't want to talk about it and they want to just leave that dark um, anxiety, stress, and just let it go in a corner almost, right? And what happens What happens in the dark? It grows. So that anxiety, mm. that stress, mm. it grows. When you bring it in the light and tell people, and, 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 and sometimes it may be, let's just say it's shoot, someone that believes in Jesus. We can talk with them about it. The, anyone that has dealt with a struggle, whatever it may be, we hide it. We mm. do. I, I, I've done that many times. The best thing yeah. for me to do is bring it in the light. 
Because darkness, if there's light, is there darkness anymore? No. And so like, that's a very long answer, kind of what you're asking, but it's like, awesome. I mean, it's just, we, we have the Holy spirit. We have Jesus living in us. Like, that's right. I don't care what anyone says. Like he said, it's, he said that he's leaving his whole, the Holy spirit. Our guy, Jesus has never lied once. (laughs) That's the promise that he gives us. And we get that. We have the absolute privilege and gift of having Jesus live in us. And, and hopefully our lives kind of reflect that a little. Amen. Amen. I, I wrote a devotional yesterday about reflective glory and how Georgia fans, they feel like they're winners because, you know, fans yeah. think they're winners because of what the players and coaches did on the field. But that's how we live as, as believers that we reflect the glory of Jesus because of what he did on the cross, but we're partakers in that. And, 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 and what you're saying as far as it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So let, let, let's allow that to, to shine through us. And, and this whole idea where, you know, we're always in a hurry and we put our head down and all right, I got to go in the store and come out right away. Or, you know, I'm, I'm at dinner and I don't want to bother with the waitress and she's too busy, but what if we actually noticed the waitress and, and what if, yeah. you know, we actually, Asked, asked her, hey, what can I pray for? My pastor does that. It's a great, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, uh, or, or even asking their name. That's right. That's right. It's like, holy and, crap, and, and they, they want to know my name. Yes. Yeah. I, all those things make a difference. Um, so I, I uh, yeah, I appreciate that that perspective, and uh, it's it's very encouraging. The the other thing I wanted to ask you, you you wrote on uh, Twitter that starting in December or sometime, you you were reading through Matthew leading up to Christmas. So I'm curious uh, what your takeaway was from, from that kind of focused reading and lead, leading up to the, to the holiday. Yeah. So last year I started where I kind of just wanted to hit a gospel, right. When it comes to, I don't know, just when it comes to around Christmas time, like I think, I think it's, it's important to read the gospels anyways, because I mean, that's the good news. I mean, it's right. it's the good news of Jesus Christ and the good news of the gift that we've been given. And, you know, it's crazy. I mean, you could pick out, I mean, all kinds of stuff in, in any of the Gospels. Um, there's, there's something, like I was talking to someone, and you know what was awesome about the Gospels? You can read them any time, and you're always going to get something out of it. And each each time, you're like... Man, that's really good. Weird. That's that's really legit. Like I didn't remember that. And something that has stuck out to me that I keep I keep kind of talking about with some people, family, whatever, is like I'm even thinking back, like unreal stuff that Jesus did as far as healing. You're like, man, like it's so so encouraging every time. It's like savage, right? Like, like that's insane. Um, and this time it's just the thinking or the understanding of baptism. Like once you, once you know Jesus, like it's super important to be baptized. And I think it was, it was something when, when Jesus was baptized, right? John the Baptist is baptizing him. And it's, it's just kind of a crazy thing because when we get baptized, it's one of those like, repent of your sins and it's a public like declaration that it's like what's up i'm i'm on team jesus like that's everyone knows now right 
right. like that's that's the that's that's the sick like public um basically you're just saying hey that's that's what i'm that's who i am and but it's really interesting because jesus did it too right and and it's like repenting of the sins and it's like leaving that old life but god was super kind in sending sending jesus and saying hey jesus you're gonna get baptized but john the baptist and it's like wait a second i didn't think he sinned he didn't he didn't sin but if there's ever been a question if you believe you need to be baptized or not you know later on in your life i'm saying that if I'm not talking against anyone that was sprinkled, but like as you've made a decision on your own, mm. it's like if there's a reason to, we have the greatest example in the world and he didn't even sin mm. ever. He never sinned, but he still got baptized. Why? To be an example. Because mm. we'd want to be like Jesus, right? That's right. And, it's, and, and, and then obviously the heavens open up when he gets baptized and it's like, Oh my gosh, like crazy. Well, we like we can experience the Holy Spirit. We can experience everything when we know Jesus and we have the perfect example of how to live life. We're not going to do it. We'll never be perfect, but we have the perfect example. So it was something that just opened my eyes a little bit. Like never really noticed. It's like, that's kind of sick. Like he didn't need to. <laughs> But God knew that sometimes we need that example. Not sometimes, we do need that example. That's right. We need the example that says, hey, I did it. I didn't even need to, but I did it. And follow me. And like, we have the unbelievable privilege of being able to follow the most perfect human being, uh, creator of the universe. I mean, all wrapped into one, right? Three in one, Trinity. Um but yeah, like I, I think that was something that kind of I was kind of thought about. I was like, "Huh, that's pretty sick." I mean, there's there's other stuff that's great. Like, yeah. there's a lot of other stuff that's great. But I think that was something that kind of just kind of stuck out in my mind. It's like, wow. And and also, I mean, there's there's so much in this book, and there's so much in, um, you know, Matthew and. Another thing I wrote that is just like that, that was newer to me is God's faithful in like everything. And it, it was it was talking about um, the leaders when they demanded a miraculous sign. It's like, wait, he's already like done miraculous things. Let's remember those. Mm. He's already done that. You know, he's yeah. he's already healed things. He's already answered. So in my life, I'm like, the Lord's been faithful. He's been faithful in all our lives. I don't care what the heart is. He's still, he's, he's been faithful and he's been faithful in mind. Maybe I just need to remember him. Maybe I don't need to be like, like, like if you look back in your life, I guarantee everyone can say, man, God's done things for my done things for me because you're at a maybe you're at a fork in the road and you're like Lord I need you to do something I need you to show me and it's like well what about in uh, 2005 Danny <laughs> you know what about in 2000, 2010 when you got fired by the Jets mm. and New England signed you and and I was like thought it was over and he said no 
What what about that? What about in 2016 when when I get um when I get injured ACL going into free agency as like what a 31 year old something like that and God still shows up and gives me a contract that like I mean like let's not let, we can always do that and be asking God for things and I think we should because he's he says to right to his That's kids right. But also, let's remember how faithful he's been. Mm. Amen. And, and that, and and that's something is very convicting to myself because if you get to a certain spot, it's like no, he's he's shown up in a big way my for the last thirty six years. Like, ah. let's let's focus on that. And is he going to do more things? Without a doubt, he's going to do more things. But let's let's remember um, who he is. And what he's done. Amen. Ah, so well said. And that's what gives us peace and, and the ability to continue to persevere when we do remember his faithfulness and his goodness throughout our lives. It's when we you know, lose focus of that. And then we, we start looking at our current circumstance and, and the, the issues that we're facing today through this you know, frustrated lens. But when we look at it through the faithfulness of God, then we're like, oh, yeah, well, he'll take care of this, too. And, yeah. and he'll he'll use it. And He'll change me and grow me and, and he'll reveal himself. And so I can cling to that. And it gives us that, that peace to, 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 to rest in and, and continue on. So that's good. That's good stuff, man. I, I love that. Well, gosh, we could, uh, we could talk all day. I know we're running probably out of time here. Um, I, I was just going to ask you this. I always love hearing people just how they approach a new year. So 2022 yeah. new calendar year, everybody's got different strategies, different things they, they lean into or things they want to focus on. What is your approach? How do you how do you look at a new year? Uh, I mean, I, I think everyone has these resolutions or whatever, right? Um, something that we do as a family. My parents started when I don't know, super young, right? Like way young, and we usually around Christmas, not usually, but on Christmas morning, we all write a letter to Jesus, like a gift to him. Right. Because it's his birthday, not ours. And we write a gift to him. And it's kind of what our focus, what we want our focus to be on this year. Like, and, and we've brought that down to our children, Stacia and myself have. And because we want the focus to be on him. Are there things like health wise? Sure. I want to be better. Right. Like we all do. We want to be in better shape, whatever. Stuff like that. You're off to a good start. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I want my wife to still be attracted, right? To me. That's right. Um, but I think going into each year, it's like, what, like, Lord, what do I, I don't know, like, I don't want to say be better at, but kind of just, um, kind of in that, that aspect is what I like to think of. I, I definitely like to think of the health stuff, but it's like looking at it in the coming year, it's like in the past, it's been like, man, I want to love people better. Right. Like we're called to do that. So I really want to love people. Lord, like help me. Um, I think, I think this year what I, what I'm focusing on and want to see or not want to see, I don't know, but it's like, I want to find this next year. I I have a business that uh, me and my buddy are starting, but like, I want it to always be him driven and not me driven, Mm. you know? And, and I want to, I want to see, the Lord in ways I've never seen him. Mm. Like, like that's my, that's my goal. I I, I would, I would love 
to see him in a way I've never seen him. I would love the Holy Spirit just to, I just want the interaction with the Holy Spirit, just more focused, more, um, I don't know, just more focused. And, and that's, that's what I want to see. Um, my, my wife and I have been blessed enough that at our, at our home church, LifeGate, um, LifeGate Christian Church here in, or LifeGate Church here in Omaha, Nebraska, is we've been fortunate enough and blessed enough that we were asked to help lead a group of young adults. Cool. And, and it's like one of those things, like we want to lead, we want to, we want our relationship to thrive together. We want our marriage to thrive together. We want our kids to know who Jesus is and the love of Jesus. And now, man, like, and, and then our families too, like our siblings. And man, now I have like a, a another group of close to 20 young adults wow. that like, I want to see them know Jesus. And that's kind of, that's the focus right now. Um, it, it may seem to some people, you know, like, well, what about this, that, and the other? Like, I love golf. I want to do great at golf. That's you know, right. like I, I still have focus, but like, I want that focus to, the focus of my relationship with the Lord to be the main thing. And not that it has been like super off in the past, but it's just like, man, I just want to see what God can do. And in 2022, people, some people are saying like, oh, what about COVID, this, that, and the other? Yeah, that all sucks, right? And, and it's frustrating. It's hard. There's different things. I've never been more excited than I am in 2022. I think we are, I, I think the Lord, like with anyone that's around, I think we're living in such an amazing time right now. I think 2022 is the most amazing time to be going through life and just to see what God is going to do in our country, but maybe the world. Ah, man, that's encouraging. Gosh, there's so much negativity. So I love, I love that optimism and, and perspective. So Danny, man, you've encouraged me and, and so glad to, to have you on unpacking it today and encourage everybody to check out your podcast called Out of Nowhere and follow you on Twitter at Danny underscore Woodhead. And, and man, keep being a light and, and love the opportunity you have at your church. That's, that's cool, too. And uh, it sounds like you got a new business, so I uh, wish you the best with that as well. And so, man, well, let's not let it be so long next time. So, so For look, sure. forward, look forward to our next conversation. But really, really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Bryce. All right. There's Danny Woodhead joining us here on the MetaShare guest line right here on the Unpacking It podcast. Sharing the personal side of sports, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. So there he is, Danny Woodhead. Man, I used to love having him on my fantasy teams, and great to have him back on the show. He joined us back in 2020. Uh, so, man, we, we got to have him on more often. He's, he's a really fun guest, and since he does his own podcast, he's good on, on the microphone and on video. So if you, if you can go watch him, it was good uh, on there as well. And so we started off, he was eating almonds. He's like, hey, I'm going to eat some almonds during the interview. Oh, okay, great. You can eat some almonds. Uh, we got to, to listen to him chew some almonds throughout, uh, which was fine. That's all right. I'm, I'm, 
I like almonds fine. They're pretty good. I'm more of a cashew guy. I got to go cashews. Like, I'm fine with the, the mixed nuts, but then you get some of the mystery ones. You're like, eh, I don't really like that. So I just like a whole bag of cashews. Oh, the best. But you know what my favorite thing is? Those sweet pecans. Some say pecan, but it's the, the sweet ones that are covered in goodness. That's one of my favorite little delicacies. You can get some at Trader Joe's. The, uh, the praline. The praline pecans. Oh, buddy. Those are good. So the big takeaway uh, from the Danny Wood interview is two questions. One, does Christ live in you? And two, does anybody know? Because that's what we discussed. If Christ lives in us, then people should know. People should recognize, wow, there's something different about that person. And we should be different in some of those small ways. Of course, big ways too, but some of those small ways day to day. And listen, I don't have it all, all figured out. Sometimes I let my, my own briceness, my own selfishness, you know, take over. And, and when I walk into a grocery store, head down, got to get the milk, got to get out as quickly as I can. Don't, don't make eye contact with anybody. Don't talk to anybody. And, and you move on. And, and we, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of using, you know, people, all right, you're my cashier. Okay, uh, you have a simple task, take care of it. Versus being like Jesus, who cared for people, noticed people, didn't think he, you know, didn't act, didn't, didn't act like he was better than people to where he didn't have time for people. Um, now, there were times where he pulled away to be with God the Father uh, and to rest and refuel. That's a separate thing. Um, but man, he was, he was a, a man of the people. So, so for us, are we allowing Christ to shine through us, noticing people along the way, caring for people? Uh, you know, today the lady was cleaning the, the office here. Uh, try to acknowledge her. I had to ask her which bathroom was clean too, but, but to try to, you know, at least, hey, how you doing type of thing. It's those simple things where we just have to be aware of it, and, and I really believe that it's those things build on each other to where we, we shine more like Christ uh, every day. Now, of course, there's bigger steps to take, but I just love the simplicity of what we were talking about with Danny uh, here on the show today. Um, I think I've probably talked about this before. It's something I'm passionate about. I, I think we, it's easy to overlook. How are we interacting with people day to day? And so, first off, we have to recognize, okay, is Christ living in me? Have we given our life to Christ? Have we surrendered to him? And so if we, if we have, like I said, the verse uh, that Paul writes, it's, it's, it's no longer, I think it's Galatians 2.20, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And, and so that's going to change us. That's, that's a, we're, we're different. We're going to stand out. We're going we're gonna to shine. Um, but we have to yield to you know, the Holy Spirit that's in us because our selfish, sinful nature likes to take over and get, get in the way. And, and we have to pause and say, no, no, no. I'm going to smile. And you know what I'm also going to try to do? I'm going to bring back the wave, which I, don't, I think I've talked about on the live podcast. But I'm the type of guy that likes to wave to people. When I'm driving through my neighborhood, I try to acknowledge people and wave to people. Man, who's that guy that's always waving? Yeah, that's Bryce. He loves Jesus. Like, that's what, that's what I want to be the case. And, and I know everybody doesn't have the same personality necessarily, but, but how we treat people day to day, it matters. So... We like to talk about it, you know, from a big standpoint, love, love people, you know, love God, love people. Sometimes it's those simple things. You know, we 
the cliche, the random acts of kindness. Like that's that's something uh, which is great too. And you, you know, you pay for the coffee for the guy behind you. You do those little things throughout the day. Those are nice things. But I think the simplicity of, hey, how's your day? And pausing to actually listen to the response and giving an encouraging word, bringing some optimism to the different conversations that we have, man, it goes a long way. It really does. So uh, we'd be curious your thoughts, what Danny said, and uh, just this topic. So you can shoot me an email, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. But that's all we got for today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Danny Woodhead and look forward to the next time he joins us here on Unpacking It. And as always, I wrap things up by saying, hey, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.